you know what? I'm going to tell you, you may be seated for a few moments. Amen. Amen. I'm like my husband today. I am on fire. Yay, man. Amen. And I just thank God for you and the beautiful spirit you brought in this place. Because when the Holy Spirit that you are invested with came in here and met up with the Holy Spirit that we're invested with, amen. You set the place on fire. Amen. I thank God, first of all, for um, those that he has brought in here. I thank God and I recognize Pastor Rudy Maybell. Amen. Let's praise God for him. Amen. Amen. And Lady Z, I thank God for this wonderful couple as we go forth in uh, One Love Fellowship. Where did Pastor Karen go? Where is she? I saw her earlier. She stepped out for a while. I thank God for Pastor Karen and Trinity Baptist being here. Yes, Trinity Full Gospel. Yes, yes. I thank God for all the ministers that are in the place today. And I'm not going to call out all these names because I'll get in trouble because I'll miss some of them. But all their elders and evangelists and pastors and prophets and yeah, they're in the place. Amen. Yeah, they are. They are anointed teachers and speakers. Yes. Amen. But then I also thank God for the congregation, the lay. Yeah, amen. The believers in Christ. Amen. You may not have a title, but you got a title with God. Amen. You're somebody in God's eyes. Yeah, if you spread his word. Amen. And so as we come before him, thanking him for all that has happened so far in this place, the psalmist, I'm telling you, Brother Nehemiah, when uh, a few years ago when we were starting the church, about eight years, seven, eight years ago, and you were you would sing and I visualize you leading a big worship crowd. And today, amen, I saw something new in your singing. Yes, I did. Amen. I saw, yeah, I saw it. Amen. And I experienced it. And, of course, I thank God for our minister, um, uh, Peter, yeah, Peter Stansel coming in here, setting this place on fire every time he gets up to sing. Amen. I thank God for him and for all of the psalmists and singers. They are evangelists. She, there I go. I'm mentioning names. I got to stop now. Amen. Amen. And the prayer, the fervent prayers that went forth already in this place. We decided... Um, to invite our Facebook audience in right at this particular time because, you know, we, we wanted to just get loose in this place. Amen. We wanted to go forth in high praise. And we invite those who are watching by uh, the media to come and, and join in with us sometimes. You can check our, our Facebook pages and you can see the site that we are presently in. And we're praying as God, uh, we're praying God's will be done. Amen. No matter where we're going to praise him, we're going to praise him. Amen. No matter where we're going to worship him, we're going to worship him. Right. Devil can't stop this. Amen. Yeah. Who was that say can't touch this? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Well, we're going to go into our word of God. Speak, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We come thanking you for all you've done in this place, Lord. And Lord, we wait upon you. Somebody still needs a word to run on a little further, God. We thank you, Lord, that you will show up and show out. Yeah, we know you do that, God. Every time we get together at the praise, the Sunday school, the worship service, the prayers, the singing. So we thank you, God, as we wait for the word from you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And the people of God say amen. Amen. I invite you to turn with me. Yes. My husband's walking out. I got something in here for you, too, uh, uh, Elder Carl. Amen. I just want to take just a few minutes. Thank God for my, my husband, Elder Carl. Come on, you all. Let's praise God for him. Amen. A beautiful Sunday school lesson. But as we look into the word of God, I invite you to join with me to John, the 12th chapter. And we're going to begin at the 12th verse. And I thought about him because this was covered. This is what he covered, I believe, and a little bit more of this in Sunday school this morning. We're going to look a little bit even closer at this if God say the same on Easter Sunday next week. So we're looking at John, the 12th chapter, and the 12th and 13th verse. It says, on the next day, much people that would come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. I call your attention to the words, blessed is the king that cometh, that cometh. Now we're going to look at Acts 1, going to go a little further, Acts 4. The first chapter, beginning at the ninth verse. Acts, the first chapter, beginning at the ninth verse. And it reads, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. I call your attention to the phrase the angel said right at the end, this Jesus shall so come. There's that word again, cometh. And come, and I offer you our subject for today, when Jesus shows up. Hey. Amen, amen, amen. Before you sit down, I want you to look somebody in the face. We're going to touch and agree on this this morning. Look, find some eyes, find some eyes. Might be across the aisle. <laughs> find some eyes, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, say Neighbor. When Jesus, showed up in the past, when Jesus showed up in the past, some folks were mighty glad. Some folks were mighty glad. Now say, but neighbor, but neighbor, 
I'm waiting. But when he shows up again, for something happens, every time Jesus shows up. Now let's give God some hand praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Our message today hails from the past. It embraces the future, the present, and it promises a future. Okay? In other words, it's good news for the believers. I know some people are all about what's happening now. I know you are. I know you are. They're only about what's happening now with my folks and me and myself and man. That's all they can talk about and what's going on today. Somebody says, I don't want to hear nothing about them folks in the past, even if they were raising palms and whatever. The past is so, so long ago. It's nothing like our world today. Those folks didn't have the, the Pacers. They didn't have no football. They didn't have no basketball. They didn't have music at their fingertips. They didn't have Cardi B. They didn't have Terminator X. They didn't have no 3D movies, and they certainly couldn't go to see Creed. They couldn't go out to eat. They didn't have Hooters. I know that's one of look at look at Reverend, look at Minister Carlson. He likes that restaurant. He told me he did. Yeah, where the scenery is real good. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have no Chick Fil A. Uh huh. They didn't have iPads. They didn't have iPhones. And they didn't have. I Google it. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, sometimes we have to review what happened in the past so we can see how our God worked then and certainly so we can get a better understanding of how he works today, even though they didn't have the modern technology that we have today. And so we won't make those same mistakes today as we march into the future. How many ready to march into the future? Yes, yes. So today we're going to look at the past just briefly so that we can see the present and we can understand and look to the future. Yes. And we're going to see the importance of when Jesus shows up. Mm -hmm. Can we travel to a little time in the past? Um, about a hundred years before Jesus came, uh, Julius Caesar was running around talking about Vene, Vidi, Vici. That means I came, I saw, I conquered. And yes, he did, but the great conqueror was still on his way. Amen. Amen. The Romans were indeed conquering and capturing the, the is, is, uh, Israelic world, the Judean world as we know it. And they were conquering all across. I went to Africa and in the northern part of Africa, the tour guide showed us some uh, bathrooms, modern bathrooms that the Romans had built with mosaic tile. It looked like stuff we put up today. Yeah, they were very advanced in civilization and that's why Caesar said everywhere we go, we're going to conquer. Vaini, Vidi, Vici. Yeah, uh-huh. But then Jesus came. And he was born so simply in a manger, as you know. 
And when our Savior Jesus Christ incarnate came, we, we got a chance to see not only the, the, his lifestyle and the things he was doing, but we also got a good picture, we read our Bibles, of the crucifixion and the resurrection. And we know that the crucifixion was when they took our Jesus and they put him before the Sanhedrin council and they questioned him and they took him to court and they say, why are you going around saying that you are God and you, yeah, and that you're the king of kings? And he said, are you? They start questioning him, are you? Come on, tell us, are you? And he said, well, you all said it. <laughs> you said it, yeah, you said it, okay? So he didn't refute it, but then they grabbed him. And they tell me they beat him all night long. And then they hang him on a cross. You know that. They hung him on a cross, and it was not a, a nice way to go. They didn't just rope him up. They nailed him on the cross. And we preachers assume, I heard your song, um, um, Brother Nehemiah, some of the preachers, you know, they spreading the wrong thing. But the truth of the word is that. They nailed him to the cross, yes. They pierced him in the side. They put an old crown upon his head of thorns that stuck into his head and blood ran down. But we know even this was all good. Yes, it was. Because he was doing it for you and for me. That should have been us up there, amen. Thousands of years before Isaiah prophesied, he said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, whoo, this is the good part, we are saved. Amen. Amen. Every bruise, every beating, everything that he suffered. Yes, yes. We are saved. And so on this Sunday, Palm Sunday, as we raise our palms and we celebrate it, we are also looking at Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. If you check your Bibles and it has a little heading, it'll say right before that John scripture that we read, this was Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And the crowds had seen the miracles. They heard the miracles that he had done. Somebody say, yeah, he, he raised my Uncle Baba. Yes, he did. He was sick. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he made my Aunt Julia feel so much better. She's shouting all around the house. Yeah, right. So they were beginning to talk about the miracles that he had done. And they rushed into the city. They, they said, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And they were so glad. Now, the sad part about this, they tell me, is some of that same crowd. Uh-oh, yeah. turned on him. Yeah, and they said crucify him later. Oh, my God. Those of us who are in here jumping and praising and singing and waving our palms, don't you turn on Jesus. Amen. Don't you be the one that later on forget who you are. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we see this Jesus doing a triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And it says 
um, as he came in, people shouted Hosanna and hallelujah. And then later on, we know when he showed up. Yeah. When he showed up. Yeah. They thought they had crucified him. They thought he was gone for good. Yes. But he showed back up, didn't he? Amen. Yes, he did. And they tell me as we read the Sunday school lesson this morning that two men were walking beside the road and he showed up among them and he started talking. He said, what are you all talking about? What's happening? They said, you don't know. You haven't heard what happened. And so he began to talk to them, explain and identify who he was. And when he disappeared again, they said, didn't our hearts burn? Oh, my God, didn't our hearts burn as he was talking? Let me tell you, when God begins to show up and talk in your innermost, hallelujah, we discussed that one time. He sets your soul on fire. Yes, he does. Amen. Yes, yes. And so in this walk, in this triumphant walk, that the, the folks had heard that he had done so many miracles, uh, they had heard, and you have heard these too, and just in case you haven't heard, that he took two little fishes, five loaves of bread, and fed 5,000, yeah, more than 5,000, they tell me, yes, right. When Jesus shows up, he can take the little bit you got and make it a whole lot. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. And then if you want something new, he can take the new and get he can take the old and get rid of it and give you something new. Yes, yes. When he shows up, he did it on the side of the mountain with those 5,000 hungry people. Ah, but the, one of the greatest miracles is when Jesus showed up at Lazarus' tomb. Yeah, yeah, Mar Lazarus had been dead some time, and Martha had the nerve to be indignant and mad, but she was sad also. She was grieving, and she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And they tell me this is where one of the shortest scriptures of the Bible shows up. It says, Jesus wept at the side of the tomb. Yeah, but see, he has shown up. Somebody say he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. He was on time, you all, and he's on time in your lives, too. Amen. Amen. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he had to explain to those sisters, Martha, don't you all know I am the resurrection and the life? In other words, I excel in dead things. I get them back up. Yeah. He that believeth on me, though he was dead, yet shall he live. Jesus showed up and Jesus showed out. For he again proved to the people of Israel mm -hmm, that all power of life and death was in his hands. Mm -hmm. So as we look at the truth exemplified in the past, and I know some of you, you know, you don't know these stories, but you've heard maybe a little bit here and there. I'm talking to a lot of the younger people, kind of zoop, went right past your ear. Zoop. You say, I'm not going to listen to that right now. Okay, I'll just be here. Yeah, mama made me come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe some of that has zipped right past you. So we're taking the time to review it with you because that God of the past, that Jesus of the past, the Bible says Jesus Christ, the same 
yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So that moves us into the present. And we already said that some of us have trouble looking at the past and believe in the past because seemingly things have changed so much today. Well, let us examine today, the present. Uh-huh. And why it's important that some people show up, amen. Tell somebody, look, about, look at somebody and says, ha-ha, we about to look at today. Amen, yeah, yeah. Well, you go to court and you sit there and you feel uh, fill out the form you sign in over in the corner with the clerk and then the bailiff comes in and people come in and you're sitting there and you waiting to court starts but guess what court ain't gonna start till the judge shows up amen yeah yeah uh-huh some of us wait for month to month for certain checks yeah and they usually arrive on the first of the month and guess what? When you want to see joy in somebody's house, uh-huh. Yeah, when the money shows up. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some of us go to a party. And you're waiting and you're dancing and you're having fun and you're waiting for them to put the food out. And you're dancing and you're having fun and you're looking for the food. Well, hmm. The party ain't really good till the caterer shows up, amen. Yeah, and some of us think that we're the life of the party. Yes, we do. We think the party ain't really started till we show up. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Right. And then let's look at a wedding. A pastor preached a wonderful message on the weddings a few years ago, a few weeks ago, rather. Mm-hmm. And at a wedding, ah, you may pass by the little flower girl. She's looking so pretty as you go in. Oh, you look so pretty, babe. Oh, you look so cute. You look stand out dressed. Look at you. You got your flower back. Yeah. Pass by the little boy, and he's got on a tuxedo for the first time. He's standing the ring boy. Um, baby, look at you. You gonna carry the ring? And we walk into the wedding, and we sit down. And the priest, yeah, and the priest is there. He comes out the preacher, the one who's gonna do the wedding. And everybody, in the music is playing, and the uh huh. Yeah, but that wedding ain't gonna start until the bride show up. Amen. <laughs> the bride gotta show up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want. I know I'm making several points, but I want to make this important point because I believe God wants you to know this: that lives are changed when the people of God show up. Yeah. 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 Miracles happen when the people of God show up. Mm-hmm. On yesterday, we were at Minister Peter's party, birthday party. Look at him. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got there a little bit late because we had to uh, run and do a few little things. But when we got there, we sat down, and we were waiting. We got our food, and we sat down, and we were just so glad to be there. And Dre and Jesus, yeah, we, we were very glad to be there. And then a man came down the steps. A gentleman came down the steps, and he, he told my husband, he said, 
He said, you know what? He said, I'm so glad you're here. He said, I was waiting for you to come because I wanted to tell you the last time I saw you a few months ago, I had a terrible backache. He said, and you put your hand on my back and you began to pray. He said, you said, can I do a little short prayer? You know he does that. Can I do a little short prayer for you? And he prayed and he said, and I haven't had that pain since then. Amen, amen, you know? Yeah, and my husband looked over at me and I, I looked over him, and we were kind of swelling with pride, and then God had to speak to my spirit. Ah, oh, y'all think it's about y'all, huh? <laughs> yeah, you all really think it's about you, all right. But Jesus showed up. Yeah, and he's a healer. Yes, he is. And when he shows up, amen, you just got to be available, hallelujah, to touch. 2 Corinthians 4 chapter tells us about this power that God has invested in the people of God. It says, for God who loved the world has shined his light, commended the light to shine in our hearts, that the light of the glory of God and the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Oh, yes, not of us. Hallelujah, flow through us. It's important we be there, yes, so the power can flow through us, but it's, we serve the excellency of the power is not of us, yes. But people of Almighty God, I stand to tell you if you're willing in the present, since you don't like the past. If you're willing in the present, even at the movies while you're watching Creed, eating your popcorn. Yeah, if you're willing in the present, amen, to represent the Savior, amen. Wherever you are, hallelujah, Jesus will show up. Yes, yes, he still heals. He still delivers. Yes, he does. He still sets the captain free. Somebody's bound and they just need to hear that Jesus is still alive. Yes, hallelujah. Yeah, the person, the little girl, the young girl that might be, you know, she may be getting all jiggy right next to you and dancing away. Yeah, she probably still needs to know. That Jesus sets the captives free, yeah. Sets the captives free. I want to tell you about Mother McGirt. That was my third grade. I'm a, well, she was uh, a mother that lived down the street from us. Now, it wasn't as if Mother wasn't always teaching us about the Bible. She raised eight girls, five sisters, and three of her sisters, girls, so there were eight girls, no boys. And, and, and she always had us reading the Bible and studying and sitting at the table. We were like, we just want to go out and play. Why we have to do this, you know? Well, we, well, we got to sit here. Okay, but she taught us the word of God, but then she would send us down the street to Mother McGirt. And I've told this before. You know why we girls start really liking to go to Mother McGirt? Because Miss Langford has six sons. <laughs> That had to come to the Bible class, too. Amen. So, yeah, so we began to really like going to the Bible class down the street of Mother McGirt's house. But Mother McGirt once told us after I ran back into her like 30 years later, and I said, Mother McGirt, I got Jesus for myself. I got Jesus for myself, Mother McGirt. Yeah, I got Jesus for myself. She told about uh, 
uh, you know, she only had a third grade education. That's what I want to tell you. This older lady, now she was about in her 80s when I relocated her, but she says when she was in her late 70s, since I had seen her, she was invited to a educational meeting of a big Christian university to speak. And she said, now why would they have a woman with a third grade education to come and speak? And she said when she walked in, she looked around and there was a state townspeople, there were dignitaries all across the big assembly hall. And she said, she walked to the mic and she thought, why would they ask a person with a third grade education to speak at an educational convention. And she says she only knew <laughs> to speak about Jesus. Amen. Amen. She only knew to speak about Jesus. And she talked about the importance of introducing Jesus into the kids' lives while they were young. And she said she didn't know who was offended. She didn't care. She said she got off. And when she looked, and it was the end of the, a long line had formed of educators and dignitaries and child's people for them to tell her a little bit more, yeah, about this Jesus. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have, you know, you don't have to have any kind of title. You don't have to be bishop, reverend, the very honorable, distinguished pastor. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to be any of that. Yeah, just be a child of God. Oh, ho, ho. willing to carry the word of God. And Jesus will show up. Yes, yes. And now I told you that this was also going to be about the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. That second scripture, that second scripture that we read. It says, while they were looking up into the air. Yeah, Jesus was caught up in the clouds. Uh-huh. He was caught up. And as he was caught up, they said two men dressed in white showed up beside them and said, why are you standing here looking up? Say, this same Jesus is coming back the same way. Hallelujah. I stand to tell you he's coming back. Yes, he's coming back. Yes, he is. And I think as we think about that day, they tell me Sandy Patty, I don't know if all of you all know her or have heard her. She was driving down a road, she says a highway. And if you've ever gone out of the city, out of the urban area, you're driving down a highway that's in the country, looks like the whole sky belongs to you, it's open to you. And she says she was driving on that day, beautiful white fluffy cows were in the sky. She said, and she thought about the angels telling you know, the disciples, that he was coming back and he was going to burst, he was going to come out of the clouds, amen. She said she had to pull over to the side of the road. She says and she began to write because it was so beautiful. Yeah, she said everything was so beautiful and she began to write the words of, these song, of this song. It goes, the sky shall unfold, preparing his entrance. The stars shall applaud him with thunders of praise. The sweet light to his eyes shall enhance and embrace those who are awaiting. And we shall behold him. Ooh, we shall behold him. 
in all of his glory. Yes, we shall behold him, Lord of Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. And as you listen, if you ever listen to Sandy Patty sing that song, amen. And you just allow yourself to get out of the Cardi B world and come out of the Paces world. Just for a moment. Yeah, just for a moment. And imagine our Lord returning. Yeah, God. Let's just listen and watch and just imagine, just visualize him coming. Somebody say, you better be ready. Oh, yeah, you better better be ready when he shows up we shall behold him now I told you that this was about the present the past the present and the future mm-hmm yeah uh-huh and I don't think the day would be complete if we didn't realize that Jesus is here now Amen. He's here. Yeah. And some of you walked in very destitute. You, I mean, as, as far as spiritual high is going and you've got some things that you just can't seem to work out. Some of you are suffering and seems like things are just not going your way. Yeah. And you're tired of suffering. You're tired of the same old thing. I need all of you all to stand on your feet at this time.